Hi, I'm Keenan. And I'm Rachel. And on this episode of Part of Our World, we're talking about prepping young children for a Disney trip. Okay, so yeah, we're going to be talking about just kind of our own experience with taking a preschool age child to Disney and what worked for us. But before that, we have a special announcement. We do. So coming up on our next episode, which will be two weeks from, well, the recording of this, not the airing of it per se, uh, but on Wednesday, February 5th, we will have our Oscars, our Disney Oscars. 2020 Oscars award ceremony. That's right. It's going to be a very big deal. Black tie affair, red carpet. Yep. Paparazzi. Wear your glass slippers. Yes. And what this basically will entail is we've set up, we did this last year. So if you heard that episode, you kind of know the, the shindig, but um, this year we're involving the community a heck of a lot more. Um, we've got a lot of surprises planned for that episode, but one way that you as a listener can participate is you can go and you can vote for your favorite in each of the 10 categories that we have. If you're interested in voting, head on over to partofourworld.net forward slash Oscars 2020. And I do have to warn you, some of the categories just have slight spoilers, especially for Star Wars since it's so recent um, and Avengers Endgame. If for some reason you haven't seen that yet, um, there are a couple questions on there. And, the, and if you go to the survey it'll warn you before there's a warning yeah as you scroll but you've been warned again yeah but lots of fun topics you know best new character most emotional scene best comic relief things of that sort and then your traditionals best lead actor and best supporting actor and And of course the best film disney film of 2019 yes and with that one you can with most most categories we picked five options um but with the best overall film you can choose from any of the disney 2020 releases yeah so, of course and that the is whole disney, disney star wars yeah. marvel the whole pixar disney umbrella yeah but not, not any fox. of the 21st century fox stuff mm-hmm. 20th century fox uh, but who knows next year we may we we'll play see. ball with those we'll see maybe have a separate category for like and here's the fox offerings although did you hear that they're dropping the fox it's just going to be 20th century pictures. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but we had a lot of fun with this episode last year, and we're really excited to get other people involved and not have the committee just be Keenan and myself, but get yeah. some input from you all. This so year's we, going to be a lot of fun. We've got, just stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of fun surprises and things like that. So you got about a week if you want to vote. Yes. Because then the voting will close, and then we'll be prepping that episode. A lot of work goes into that one, so... All right. Cool. Well, let's move on to this week's... The main event main for event. this week. Yes. Which is just talking about how are you going to prepare your kid, your young child. We had... Our kid was four when mm-hmm. we went on this most recent trip. I think most of these tips will work um, for kids from anywhere from like, I'd say like three to seven or eight, I guess. Um, most of them, I'd say. But they're specifically geared towards... Yeah, but our experience was a preschool-aged yeah. child, and that's what we had in mind when we were making And, you know, lists. preschoolers have a lot less freedoms than, like, a seven-year-old probably would. Yes. As far as, like, their input on what you do and... Yeah, and their capabilities in the park and whatnot. Yeah, limitations. So <clears throat> so consider that when, when we're going through these tips. But we hope that you guys find these helpful regardless of the age of your child or... I don't know. Maybe you're going as adults and you're like, oh, man. I really, <laughs> yeah, I should, I should do that. I should consider that. Um, we we kind of wanted to start out with this idea of do you surprise your child or do you, you know, let them know all of the plans leading up to it? Yes. And my opinion is on this one is um, if it's your child's first 
time going to Disney or like first time where they'll be like aware of going to Disney because we took our kid when he was 18 months old, but he didn't know what the heck was going on most of the time. He yeah, enjoyed it. He loved it. We could have surprised him or told yeah, him about it. It wouldn't have made a it difference. It wouldn't have mattered. But at four, we chose to really let him know because I think kids do a lot better, especially young kids at this age, especially if they've never had an experience of Disney or anything on this level, which is just, it's a huge trip. So letting them know what's going on, what they can expect. And I think you're going to have a lot smoother trip. That being said, maybe you have a very flexible child who's totally go with the flow and, you know, takes things as they come really easily. Mm -hmm. I could see, you know, if your kid is talking about going to Disney and just like begging, like they're super into it and they're doing a lot of the stuff that we're going to recommend here in this episode and you don't tell them until you're basically ready to leave. I could see that going really well. But I think it really ultimately comes down to you know your child. You're going to know how they're going to react for the most part. And so make your decision yeah, based on that. Based on And really that, that goes with everything that we're about to yeah. say. You know your child better than anybody except probably themselves. Right? So it's it's up to you how you want to go about prepping them for the strip. This is what worked for us what we know has worked for other people yeah, that we're friends with and Rachel's also a preschool teacher so she has an extra edge of I know different temperaments of children of this yeah. age group and so that being said to get yeah, these I would still like my recommendation would be if it's their first trip to let them know in advance yeah just if you're, so on, they're if you're not on the fence totally and you're like oh it'd be cool guard. to surprise them I've seen yeah. some YouTube videos yeah, I don't know. Some... I would say I look. We're we're doing this episode because we we honestly think you're going to get the most mileage out of our suggestions here, which involve heavily involve prepping them for this trip, which is the you know the title of our episode: prepping a preschooler for the parks. That's right. Nice alliteration. Okay, so how should we get started in prepping our young children, our preschoolers, for going to the Disney parks. Well, the first thing I want to talk about is just overall trip excitement. You know, just generating that buzz and kind of getting them ready for the, the trip itself, but everything that follows in the planning process. Yeah. And you had one, I think, in, in particular that you felt goes a long way with building excitement for this trip. Yeah, I think um, watching, there's a ton of vlogs out there of families traveling to Disney and doing the parks. There's plenty of ones of young kids doing this. And especially if it, so for me and our kid, we really like watching the bucket list family videos and they have young kids and they go to Disney, but you know, Cedric's also like watched them enough where he kind of knows the kids in a way, you know, so it can be like, Hey, you know, their son's on Slinky Dog. Like, you'll get to do that. Mm -hmm. And seeing like that he's also capable of doing these things and maybe doing something outside of his comfort zone and stuff like that. But there, you know, um, so the bucket list is one of our favorites, but there are a bunch in the, what people call the Diz Twitter community and um, other smaller level blogs. So we wanted to just give a shout out to. Mm -hmm. um, so... I struggled thinking of these because I realized when you brought this up that most of the vlogs that I watch are people without kids, which is fine. I don't and I don't know why that's my tendency, but it it just is. So anyway, yeah, I did. I think that's I did, the same for me. But as, as well. I as I started digging and thinking about it, I'm like, okay, so there are. So one of my favorites is Main Street Asa. I think that's their last name, but Main Street ASA instead of USA. Very clever. Um, However, they are mostly Disneyland. It's almost all Disneyland. And they, they've done some cruise stuff, which is really cool. But um, they've got kids older than preschool age, but definitely a family-friendly vlog. And I think they do a really great job with it. So. Yeah. There's the, the AJ family vlogs. Uh, my cousin Jessica really likes those as well. So yeah, I've never watched them. I value her recommendation. And other ones that I've subscribed to are the Goodwins. Molly Fitz Brown, and like we said, we also watch a ton of like yeah, like people. Dis well, Disney Food Blog. Yeah, I love. So that. not that's not like a kid channel, but we watch so much Disney Food Blog just because a lot of them they're so informative. 
their reporters get into the parks like as soon as like a festival starts and all so you get yeah very very recent stuff so for us going to food or i'm sorry flower and garden festival it was helpful to watch 2019 flower and garden festival vlogs right which actually is kind of the next tip we have on overall trip excitement which is involve them in the planning process and so we'd watch those vlogs and be like oh which snacks do you really like or right you know what yeah i remember when seven rides you must ride we're like which ones do you want to ride and so just really getting them into the like i'm going to do this when i go there yeah and um i remember when a a blog came out of like these are the disney snacks of summer 2019 and we're just going through and we found the confetti cake pop and Mm -hmm. all these different things and our kids like i want that you know and so that way in the parks it's like you know you can't and we'll speak more of this later but it's like he can't try every snack that he sees and we don't want him to be asking for everything that he sees we'd be like hey remember you said you really wanted this snack let's wait a couple hours because we're gonna You'll be able right. to get that in a little and, bit. And, you know, parents, you, you kind of got to play ball if you go this route. So we had, there was one in particular that was this springtime cheesecake in Norway at Epcot. And we're like, I don't really think he's going to like it that much. It's just cheesecake, but it was, it was a rainbow, multicolored. It was a lovely looking looked, snack. It looked beautiful. He took one bite and didn't want any, any of it. And we were like, kind of like, okay, that, that was your snack. But we got it for him anyway. We let him have it. Didn't really like it. And we kind of like... It was a teaching, teachable moment, I guess. Like, hey, just because it looks nice doesn't mean it's going to taste good. Yeah. But then... You know, and we're nice and we got him some cocky gory later, but... Well, that was that was <laughs> on my list. That's why he got cocky right. gory. Um, so you can so make yeah. your own list as well. Oh, yes. Highly recommended. But yeah. And then you could do that with characters they really want to meet. And that was helpful. I think we did have a couple must-meet characters that we didn't get, like the Toy Story crew. And that happens. We'll, talk, yeah. we'll speak on that later with managing expectations. But... It's nice to have a like, almost like a tier. So yeah, we knew, like okay, list. yeah, you know, this character is really important to my kid. I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that we meet that. And, yeah. and it will, especially with the preschooler, it's going to shift while you're there. You know, all right. of a sudden Aladdin shoots to the list because you saw the movie the week before you went. Didn't see that coming, but it's like, okay. Yeah, or okay. A, another character says you have to go meet another character. And then suddenly you have to meet Tinkerbell to get some pixie dust. Yeah, or four and a half year old boy all of a sudden is insisting yeah. that we meet Tinkerbell. We're like, well, didn't plan on that, but okay. Right. And I think this is just. But helpful. now we're getting ahead of ourselves because being flexible is like, I think, yeah. our like penultimate tip here. Right, but in being flexible, like these must do, must meet, must eat, um, it's just really helpful. So you're not, you know, a preschool kid is all about in the moment what they see, and just having kind of a list of like well, we can't meet this character right now because you said you wanted to meet, like, do you still want to meet, you know, Peter Pan, for example? Like, yeah, I really do. Okay, then we need to get over right, to Fantasyland. Right, take half an hour. And, and yeah. yeah, so, like, we can't meet this character that you just see right now and don't actually, that's not on your list. Like, you can change it, you know, it's like, of course, you can always have conversations, but being able to go back to that list and remind them, like, you said this is really important to you. Is that still the case? You know, there are four, but... You can still reason you with them reason to an extent. Bit. They don't have logic necessarily, but you can still, you can, you can, you can the lead logic. them. Yeah. Yes, with your logic, you can kind of lead them into making a, a reasonable decision. Yeah, so we just found that really helpful just to be able to prioritize and go back and remind. Yep. Um, last thing for just building overall trip excitement is, I think most people do this anyway, but have a countdown to build suspense, mm-hmm. you know, and. Of course. Yeah. Everybody loves the countdown, but yeah, make sure your kids know that, especially at this age, they're learning numbers. Yeah. Countdown. Learning we count- have 14 days now, and then it's tomorrow, it's 13, so. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's, you know, many creative ways you can go about this. Simple chalkboard works just fine, but I've seen those paper chains that paper people chains do. Cool. Yeah, we just like, did like the characters, yeah. like those crafts where it's like you make the paper chains like donald duck and mickey mouse oh yeah those are amazing so if you're crafty you can get real creative which you're probably already doing without me having to tell you that so Mm -hmm. but there's some cute ideas if you're feeling pinteresty in your countdown Mm -hmm. not for me but (laughs) more power to you so in addition to building excitement overall for the trip 
at least for us, and I know that not every family is going to feel this way, but we felt that our child would really enjoy the rides and some of even the more intense rides. And we wanted to go on these rides. Like, I want to ride Soren, and I want to ride Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain. Yeah, and we would and like I to remember... do these things without doing, having to do a rider swap. Yeah. So this would be and ideal if our kids. Yeah, because it was it. just us. Doing the rider swap when, like, we were there with other adults and stuff, it was like you had something yeah, to do when you were waiting on the other rider. But with this, we didn't want to just be waiting around, which we did a couple of times. Really only, what, three two, times? Two, three, two, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Space Mountain, um, Everest, Everest, and, and Flight of Passage. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, we we wanted to go on these rides, and we wanted to take our kid on these rides, and so we're like, how? Well, sorry, let me. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. In our initial trip, when we took him when he was 18 months, we were there with my nieces, who were I don't know, one three and five respectively something like that yeah even anyway yeah. they were right they were right around four which is our son's age when, when we went and they were like terrified of splash mountain splash mountain yeah um one of them came off haunted mansion crying seven doors mine train was was a hit but I, I noticed that there were just rides that were just like they were kind of caught off guard it was like splash mountain my niece was all about it until she saw the mountain and then she was like, there's no way. Yeah, it's pretty there's nothing we could do to get her to go on that. So we just decided to get proactive with this because we're like, gosh dang it, Splash Mountain, it's Rachel's favorite ride. This is happening. It. I um, don't want to ride it by myself. So what we did was we showed point of view videos and I'd put him in a laundry basket and kind of hoist him up onto my lap and you don't have to go this route, but we showed point of view videos. Keenan's kind of extreme and in many ways. I, and I was hype man because it wasn't just like, oh, we can do this. It was just like, this is going to be awesome. Like, look how much fun this is. And I'd get really into it. Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh. And we did it all. We did Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. We did Big Thunder Mountain. We did Splash Mountain. And I know what you're thinking. Doesn't that ruin the ride experience for your child? Like that now they know what Big Thunder Mountain is like. And I will say, at least with our kid... Definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, he wanted to go on them again. Um, tw he did Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, and he was calling out stuff in the ride, like, here comes the eyeball. There's like yeah. that gigantic eyeball, and where are the ghosts? And like, he knew what to expect, and he was excited... Right, I mean, it's kind of like... ...about the different stages of that ride. Like, I don't know, he was just so ready to experience it. It's almost like meeting a celebrity or meeting a character. It's like you've seen it and you mm -hmm. know like you know it to an extent but like experiencing it in the flesh it's my time yeah we're doing this like and then when his that's way more exciting yeah and then when the actual ride happens and his butt is flying off the seat and that normally could be terrifying he gets off and is like well that was crazy my butt yeah <laughs> my butt flew off the seat and we're like yeah that was his favorite part yeah so I don't know. And he knew there were drops. Like, I would drop him in the laundry basket. Like, I'd hold on to the laundry basket, but... And you get a workout sleeping. in. Oh, yeah. So. Um, so that was really fun. And, you know, to contrast this, we... Our kid loves flying, obsessed with flying. Right. So, and of so course, we thought Soren, he would love Soren, right? But I, it was one of those where I had that thought where I was like, well, I don't want to... I don't want to, like, ruin Soren for that, him. Yeah, that one's more like the so these, scenes are yeah. what is the ride. So you don't want to show but him the scenes. he but... did not like it. And he would talk about like, oh, I don't want to ride that again. And like it was, there were yeah, scary moments for him. Because they, they changed of, scenes yeah, with the way they changed, at you. Yeah, and so there was a lot of startling and he wasn't ready for that. Yeah. And so yeah. he was like, mm, nah. Had I shown him the point of view video, he probably wouldn't find it. In fact, we came back and I was like, hey, Soren's, it's pretty good. And we've watched the video and now he's super into Soren. And he's like, oh, here comes the airplane. Here comes the kite. And is ready for the scene change. So I think I think it really goes a long way. I, I know that I don't know your kids necessarily. They might be terrified no matter what. But yeah, like I think this, this can really help them tea, ease this into it. With our child, I mean, yeah, worked insanely. Oh, and another tip with this, the I was always it was very positive reinforcement. I was never like, oh, is this scary? Are you scared? Or oh, this is a you know, you're there's going on a scary part. There's a scary part, or you're such a big boy going on such a scary ride. You know, like trying to build them up that way. It was always like it was never scary. Yeah, so always so much fun. fun. Maybe oh spooky gosh. if your kid's into spooky things, which our kid is. Yeah, so with Haunted Mansion, so, like, oh, this is spooky, spooky, but yeah, but not, not scary, scary or never asking if he's afraid. And I'd say the same goes inside the park. Not like, are you scared? I mean, 
because that just kind of reinforces them like, oh, I guess I am scared. But instead using things like, like, I guess I should be scared. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But instead like, oh, isn't this, isn't this fun? Like, oh my gosh, look at that. And just trying to be positive. And I think when they're that young, especially because I mean, you can, you have so much influence on how they're going to react to something. Right. Because you can do that with a seven year old and they're more, they've had more practice in conquering scary things and conquering their fears. And that might make them feel confident. Like, oh, I'm going to conquer this scary thing. I don't think a child as young as three, four, five is the time to do that, especially when it's like their first time doing something so scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just let Again, them know it depends they can. on the kid. Like like our friend's kid, I'm pretty sure Ross and Jenny's kid, if they were just like, hey, you know, be tough and do this. Yeah, he that, like gets amped work, from being you know? tough, but Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and in that same vein, you know, one thing I found helpful was just teaching about what's real and what's pretend. And disclaimer here, we would never claim, oh, you're not really meeting Mickey Mouse or that's not really Peter Pan. That's not what I mean. That's not what we're talking about. (laughs) I'm talking about um, like the ghosts on Haunted Mansion. Like we did a ride through a Haunted Mansion. I'd be like, are those real ghosts or are ghosts real? And like, no, they're pretend so we have this category for like, oh, that's just pretend. And this came up quite a few times on a trip, obviously Haunted Mansion. But I was thinking about it's tough to be a bug. I don't remember this, Rachel, but there's some scary moments in that show. And one yeah. of them is when these spiders, and I'm terrified of spiders, drop from the ceiling and they're kind of like glowing. And he like curls up and gets all close to me. And I could tell he was scared. And instead of being like, oh, are you scared? Is this scary? I was just like is this real or is this pretend? And he's like, it's just pretend. And he kind of loosened up and was able to enjoy the rest of the show. Quote, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for as much as you can, <laughs> imagining bugs are crawling all over you. But yeah, he had a category for like, oh, no, this is not. Yeah, and I think that's a good for pirates too, which can be a little scary mm-hmm. with the, you know, rough and tough pirates. Right. Shooting their guns and stuff, but. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, no, this is, you're fine. Every, it's just all pretend. You're going to be okay. Yep. So when you need to pull the pretend card, obviously not with like when they're meeting Cinderella, but on certain rides, you can pull the pretend card and it helps alleviate any, any fears they might have. Do they have fake guns? I mean, they're definitely cannons and pirates. Yeah. Their guns? I don't yeah. know. I don't remember. They're swash, swashbucklers. I they're raiding see. a town, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I figured. And there's booze. I just didn't want to misspeak. Right. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I think there's another another aspect to this. So this is pre-park is testing their limits. And one way that you'd want to do this is by, you know, don't make Disney your first big <laughs> outing. Mm-hmm. You know, do some practice. If you have like a zoo near you or yeah. something like that. We first got this tip from the unofficial guide. Walt Disney World, the same people who do yeah. touring plans, which I highly recommend touring plans for all sorts of stuff. But um, their guidebook we rented from the library, rented, checked out from the library. And yeah, they they suggest even like, you know, doing a full day at the zoo you can't, as you, if you can, full day at your science center or whatever. I don't think we ever did like the full thing, but long stretches, staying away from home, eating meals there. Yeah. Walking. Yeah, walking a ton. Of course, we had our stroller in Disney World, but still, like, there's still plenty of walking that you guys do. Yeah, you want to see how much they can take and how much you can take. Yeah. Where Where's their breaking point going to be? You know, is yeah, it from can... walking a bunch? Is it from being out in the sun? Is it from not getting the snack that they wanted? Like, right, and when do you get really, like, when do you find yourself getting frustrated with your kid because of something that they need? Like, oh, they're getting super whiny around hour three or whatever. Yeah. It's like, or like, oh, they're hungry. And that's driving me crazy because they're just like whining and asking for every little thing. So it's like it shows you how you can better anticipate their needs when you're not at home. Right. Um, and I think in those practice outings, I think it's really important to set rules and expectations then. Um, things like don't run away from me at something exciting. You know, like set those boundaries and rules that they can take with them when they go to the parks. Yeah. So, so you're not just like, like, hey, you know, you can't run away from me when you're in the middle of like the happiest place on earth when there is right. You and there's know, there's wonderful a, wa- things a walk everywhere. around character that you know. Yeah. They just have to go see. So yeah, don't set those expectations in the moment. Like have them be going into the park knowing. Yeah. 
I think the zoo was really good for us for that, as you already mentioned. You could also do like local festivals, like we did like a local, I think it was bluegrass, like a music festival. And you spend all day there for the most part. Um, you can also test like weather limitations. Like we, we would do tons of outings where all of a sudden it's raining. And it's like, well, what do you do? Well, now you go into this tent or you put on your rain gear or, you know, you just have a category for like, you kind of got to react to your surroundings. Things aren't always going to go smoothly. Yeah. That, that exhibit at the zoo that you really wanted to see, the, the giraffes are, are in today. Like you can't see them. I'm sorry. Right. You know, that that all is wrapped up in setting, showing them testing their to... limits and setting expectations and all that. And teaching them how to go with the flow and, you know, expecting the unexpected kind of thing. And you mentioned this before, but it's like you are kind of the tone setter. So it's like if you are totally, you know, ruined because it's raining or like because something's not going to plan, it's like your kid's obviously going to go off of that. So it's like yeah, in preparation, you know, trying to figure out how can I go with the flow or set this tone or, you know, not act like super angry because things aren't going as planned and then you're going to have a smoother trip mm -hmm. to show your kid how to deal with disappointment, I guess. And you'll get that just from traveling too. So we took like beach trips and just different vacations, mini vacations, weekend getaways. And, you know, this was, tr this was very important. I think for us, Rachel, early on in our marriage was taking trips together and you kind of learn vacation mentality vacation mentality but also like what the other what you're gonna get out of the other person and how they're gonna handle adversity or how they're gonna i don't know just react when things go a certain way or what their tastes are yeah and so i think it's help, really helpful to get that with your kid and so you i know can not them not better. everybody's able to do that there's a, a twitter question the other day that someone said how do you save for disney and one person's response was it is the only thing we do. It's like the only outing we do the entire year. And so we don't do anything else. And we just save for Disney. And it's like, well, that's great. If that's like that is you just your big blowout of the year. Our advice, though, is if you're taking a young child, like a four or five year old for the first time, you probably don't want to be their first and only big excursion that they've gone on because you don't know what they're going to be like. Right. On an airplane or in public transportation or waiting in line. Yeah. And there are the free things you could do. Like if True. you were, you know, like your library has like ours at least have, you know, free music festivals sometimes mm -hmm. where you're sitting outside and you won't deal with the uh, like public transportation. I mean, if you're really committed, you could go to your, your airport or like there's some airports that have like the, the transit the shuttle between yeah. the parking yeah. lot and the, and so the i mean there are free ways to do it is all i'm saying just depends how committed you are it's a good point <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah within within testing their limits something else i think we were kind of fortunate in this you, you might not have this option near you we live in a metropolis so there's always events going on um, but if you can figure out how they're going to react to characters, I've seen so many stories about people that are like, I took my three-year-old and see their they, favorite character to see Mickey and yeah. then they were crying and they were terrified or whatever. And wouldn't see any characters after that. Exactly. So if you can figure out how they're going to react to characters. So we went to our local farm league baseball team, the Clippers to their game. Columbus and, Clippers, ring your bells, yeah. baby. And... Our kid was, there was Smitten. Lucille and I don't know. The some, parrot. Was yeah, it the parrot. I don't I know. I forget the name. But even just from a distance, he was like, I want to go see that guy. Like, yeah, he was like let's trying go. to, he was like stalking them. Yeah. He's like, let's, let's go find uh, him. Meeting him, wanted his picture taken, was super all about it. And uh, if they're a little bit apprehensive about that, you can help them with these like characters that aren't, aren't a big deal. Or like our library has done meet characters like pete the cat and llama llama yeah and so luckily for us our kid was into those books and so he yeah. was excited to meet those characters but it was another thing where it's just like they're larger than life and they're they're all of a sudden in your face and you're used to seeing them on tv and you're used to reading about them in a book and yeah, now here they enormous. are <laughs> uh so it can be a little bit overwhelming so figure out how they're going to react to that um you know with face characters the best i could think of was like santa claus yeah you know so you got your big stuffed guy mascots, if you can get those. And then Santa, maybe not the best gauge because it's not the same as meeting Cinderella. But 
again right kind of gauge well again like i I guess i'm like really pitching libraries a lot here because like we had our at our library they had or maybe it was different library one near us they had the marvel day and there was a bunch of superheroes oh yeah so it's like you can find again we're in a metropolitan area but like there's a bunch of free stuff where you can find Mm -hmm. you know not disney situations but like you know yeah so I guess our point here is get to your library. Get to your more. local library. <laughs> Look up their calendar. See what they've got going on. Do as many of those events as you can. They're all free. At least ours are. They should be. It's public service. Right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So we talked earlier about setting realistic expectations, um, but that was kind of a side point when we were talking about like building excitement and getting them ready for rides and stuff. But in addition to setting realistic expectations, there's going to be things that they can and can't do at the parks. So, like, this might not apply to your kid who is terrified of every roller coaster slash mountain and all that stuff. But with our kid who wanted to ride Rock and Roller Coaster and Expedition Everest and all that, like, we had to explain, hey, there's height limits and you're not going to be able to ride certain things. So, again, not suggesting you do this, but what we did was we built a height chart. Oh, right. In our basement, um, you know, big, like, five-foot thing and put little stickers to represent different rides that you meet. And so it was also cool seeing him, like, grow and, like, oh, I'm he's real excited now because he's tall enough for Space Mountain and he wasn't on our previous trip. So yeah, that was, like, like, a milestone for him. But then there's other rides on there that it's, like, hey, you're, you're clearly not tall enough. And so even going in there, and we had, mo- he never, we didn't have a meltdown or anything, but we had moments of disappointment. Yeah, he where, was bummed about Expedition Everest. Yeah. So. And Space yeah. Mountain. Yeah, but really bummed about Expedition Everest. Yeah. But it's, yeah. So having that conversation ahead of time that that might happen or you. Yeah. Or, you know, rides closed down and just explaining like, hey, you might not be able to do this thing. And we talked about snacks earlier. Like you're not going to be able to eat every snack that you have your eyes on. So. Yeah. And you know, or that one time when we, like, this was more for me. I guess I'm still sad about it. <laughs> but when we, I wanted the Jack Jack Cookie Nom Nom. Like, that mm. was like what I wanted. You know, that was my, my must eat snack. And the stand closed at like five o'clock. Yeah. And we did, we weren't prepared. <laughs> no. I mean, how we don't, you know, you don't always know the hours that something's going to be operating. And so I had to. I mean, we could have checked, but who deal thinks with that some, a food place closes? By yeah. Five? I deal with some disappointment. And again, how I react, you know, that's going to say something to the way your kid's going to react. So I had to kind of be okay mm-hmm. despite severe disappointment. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be there for the next trip. But I, I don't know if you they're had, still there. You had to go back to the hotel, didn't you? I don't regret that. <laughs> I was... It was miserably hot that day, so we took a break. And but that's the thing. when we came I, back, it was closed. So and I was ready to push through. I was like, "Hey!" And and uh, that was another thing. Is like we, this was for Rachel, not for our preschooler. But <laughs> you know, like hey, like we said, you might get some out of this, even if you don't have a kid. Um, but could not handle the heat of Hollywood Studios, and it was in the middle of our trip, and needed to get out of there and get some rest. It and was I had thought about day. actually staying with our son. And she's like, eh. Or just for me. But when we made the decision to go back to the resort and get a little bit of rest, it was like, hey, just so you know, we're going to miss this, this, and this. Like, for sure. Are you okay with that? And so you you got to be able to make those decisions and, and weigh those out. And you're going to have to do all sorts of those kinds of decisions with your kid. Like, yeah. hey, you want to meet um, Mulan right now. That's fine. But it's a 30-minute wait or longer yeah, that means and, you're going to miss out on... you know, later we're going to miss the acrobats in France. Like, you're just not going to get to see it. Are you okay with that? If that's something we're looking forward to. And they'd, they'd have to make that decision, so... I made the decision. It was too hot that day. Yeah. I kind of regret that decision. <laughs> no regrets here. Uh, just because I really wanted to meet Mike and Solly, and we didn't get to. It happens. But I got to change you into gotta... a tank top, mm. so thank God. Um, another thing with expectations is souvenirs. Now, I don't know how her family does it. Your budget is your budget. So you do what you want here. We had a pretty strict one souvenir per person. person, Yeah. And then an ornament. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And a 
couple reasons we did that. The main one being budget, but another one is we just have too many toys, stuffed animals, all sorts of stuff at home. Like, just did not need more. Yeah, and there's we... so much you can get outside of the parks at a fraction of the cost. To me, a souvenir is something that you bring home and it helps you remember that trip. Yeah, something special about that trip. Something you don't need. Special. I mean, and we just you know we value trying to you know live a little bit simpling and not. Simpling. Getting every little thing that you want all the time, yeah. you know. And well, how else can we go to Disney? Yeah. Unless we live a little bit more frugal. Um, now, disclaimer, this is before Galaxy's Edge was open. So, you know, next time we may be building a lightsaber or a droid. Yeah, but you'll plan that in advance. That'll be your souvenir. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is what it would be. Yeah, you can get the lightsaber, I'll get the droid. There you go. Okay. Settle. Done. We're fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> Except our son's going to want something like that, too. Although he's not going on our next trip. So whatever. We'll bring him, we'll bring we'll him, bring him something like real nice. A cheap version. Yes. Um, cool. And, you, you know, I, I think I already mentioned this, but you'll have to do this at the parks, too. Like everything that we're saying that doesn't involve planning and, you know, watching videos and stuff like that. But all this stuff about, like, setting expectations and you're going to have to do that. While Constant you're there, reminders. Not just before it, you know, preschoolers are just not rational people, and we as parents have to, you know, set the parameters by which we govern. Yeah, and try to be, you know, I'm sure you've heard this before, but consistency is important, and be consistent, following through with what you say, um, you know, and you can, you, you know, you're an adult and. Your kid is your kid and, you know, live your life. But, yeah. you know, so if you say one snack and then you guys all decide, well, you know, we, we should get a popcorn bucket and yeah. just. Oh, yeah, know, totally. Do what you want. Yeah. And but, I think, you know, there's almost like an element of planning for their freedom. Like have a plan in mind to give them choice. Like Like knowing that they cannot make every choice in the world. They can't have everything that they want. But as parents kind of having this understanding of like here's where we're gonna let them choose so another instance of this would be with non-fast pass attractions and it's like well we could go to muppet vision 3d or we can go to frozen sing-along and it's like what does your kid want you know mm -hmm. maybe you can do both that's maybe a bad example because i would do both but yeah Maybe time won't allow. You know, but like freedom within some of those some of those decisions. You know? But also the the flexibility to to break your own rules when you're like Yeah, set rules and oh, then Oh gosh dang it, we're getting <laughs> we're getting that popcorn bucket like you said, or you know what, I completely forgot about Wreck It Ralph, but he's right here. Yeah, it's gonna set us twenty minutes back, but we're meeting him, you know? Yeah. So making game time decisions. Lots of game time. But having time. your parameters yeah and expectation like we mm -hmm. said all right yeah so i guess we're you know we're kind of wrapping up here and we're in the realm of other things to do while you're actually there so this isn't necessarily pre-planning right right but still good tips to have right so for instance like your your reaction affects their reaction which i know we talked about earlier but it just it's vacation We've been we've been preaching about this episode for a long time, Rachel, and we haven't actually done it, but the vacation mentality. Right. What that means. A lot of it is this. Things are going to not go your way. The weather's gonna change. It's gonna be unfortunate. Rides are gonna close. Waits are gonna be way longer than you would have expected. Yeah. You know? Um something is gonna spook your kid and now they don't want to ride the next fast pass that you have planned. Like calamity will strike the way that you respond to it is going to affect the way they respond to it. You can't dictate their response necessarily, but you can help shape it and bring it to a place of normalcy to avoid these meltdowns and avoid tantrums. Yeah, and have just, it ruining your day yeah, or your vacation even worse. So it's like you don't have to let these things ruin your vacation. Yeah, like, like one thing, and this is so dumb because it was such a minor inconvenience, but we kept wanting to go through the castle you know, across the bridge and like underneath Cinderella's castle. Uh-huh. And our son wanted to as well. But every time we tried, it's like, oh, it's closed. Even when it looked like it was open, we're like, oh, let's head over there and see. Oh, 
it's closed again. It was just one of those things where it's like, oh, got to walk around. No big Wasted deal. Wasted some steps. Yeah. And it was extra, extra steps because they were they were doing construction on the moat. Yes, yeah, so you had to go time. back so, down yeah. and around. Yeah. Yeah, it's no big deal. You just you go with the flow. Yeah. Find the positive. Right. Try to find the positive. When you've walked all over Disney Springs because the map did not tell you which boat That was a hard day went. to find the positive. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> which boat goes to your resort, even though it was on the map in like tiny print in one little corner. Which you're like, Ugh. oh, it's the other dock. That oh my crazy. gosh! Disney but it was Springs like, Day was the like, best. You try not to huff and puff about it, and you're just like, oh, we gotta walk some more. Yeah, enjoy so, the atmosphere. The it was the night, the cooled down weather yeah. at that point, and, and it can be tough to look for the positive. But you are in cookie. the most magical place on earth. So, you know, yeah, find find that Zen moment where you can where you can reflect on what is magical about what you're experiencing. Look Whether you know that you the bus you missed the bus, you're waiting on the third one now. It's been forty minutes. You're hurting me. Yeah, I'm like oh, those are hard times. <laughs> like, oh, you're bringing up like the actual things that really. Right. Were <laughs> it's all good. Um, while you're there, cannot stress this enough. Take breaks upon breaks upon breaks. Whether it is getting inside for a show for a little bit, getting in the shade, going yeah, back to your resort, eating your. Festival treats in the the indoor area mm-hmm. or taking a break from the rain in a shelter and eating your lunch. Whatever it is, but, find find breaks. I mean, you need it, but your four-year-old definitely needs the breaks. Yeah. And kids overheat easily. Mm-hmm. Like, they cannot regulate their body temperature so well. We can tell because our kid is one of those, like, it's like the red Just kid. Just gets beat red. Yeah. We're like, oh, we need to... Get him out of the cool sun. Off. Yeah. Um, and if you're interested on tips for beating the heat, we do have an episode, uh, our ultimate packing guide. There's a whole segment on how to beat the heat. And I would say that most of the stuff that we prescribed there worked. Yeah. So um, in addition to taking breaks while you're breaking, Bring snacks. snacks with you, not just snack credits. Yeah, yes. Lots and lots of snacks, crackers. Carrots. Yes, I mean, fish. whatever your kid likes that's not totally just junk food. Right. Which, if you want to go junk food, that's fine. But remember, the more sugar, the harder they crash. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for us, lots of crackers. Cheese sticks. Cheese sticks. Pouches, like granola applesauce bars. pouches, granola bars. Yeah, like Which all those have sugar. Don't get me wrong. Right. But, We're not um, like, I would like to be healthier. But still, it's not ice cream and it's not. But like, yeah, for a couple reasons. Cake. One, you're not going hangry. Two, you need the energy. And three, it prevents you from wanting park food all the time. Yeah. Which gets very expensive. And that I feel like that's even more time consuming when you have to wait in line, get your food. Right. All that stuff. So snacks are great. And obviously water. Drink lots all and the lots water. And lots of water. Bring all the water bottles. Well, not all of them, but But keeping keeping them comfortable mm-hmm. can help a lot. And food helps keep people comfortable. So yeah, breaks and snacks. Um yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that pretty much covers everything we wanted to say other than our, our overall vacation mentality of just go with the flow. You know your kid. You know their likes and their dislikes. You know what is going to make them maybe shut down, What's gonna what they're going to have a hard time with, what they're going to get really excited about, and play to, the, play to their what they want to do, you know, if, in for our kid, and I imagine many four-year-olds, like he'd see a playground and wanted to play on it. And it's like, yeah, if you yeah. don't have an immediate like dining uh, reservation or fast pass to get to, and you know, if you drive your kids, like we're going to ride this ride and then this ride, we're going to do this thing and that thing, they're going to get exhausted and burnt and out, frustrated when it's like, no, you can't play with that. No, you can't. I know you're in the happiest place on earth, but no, you can't play. Right. It's like get the wait in line again. Don't touch the rope. Don't don't swing on the rope. Don't. Yeah. You know, stay I mean, they next say me. especially at this age, like play is the highest form of learning for them. So Indeed. let them play. Don't get me started. Whether it's you know in the street, I mean, random character interaction that they're just playing around with. Like I said, playgrounds. We took lots of late breaks at playgrounds, which was great for us. And I think it took me way too long into our trip. This was probably our like second. I think it was our third. I won't say third to last, but who says third to last? It was like, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. Sunday when we left Tuesday where we're in a playground and this mom's just sitting there drinking a beer and I'm like, 
you can bring beer in here? She's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. How have we not what been we doing this doing? all week? Yeah. So, yeah, bring your drink in there. and That was a good time. That um, The playground outside of. The Epcot. What? Yeah, it was at Epcot. And they had some like lounge. Like, it was some, the Odyssey Center. Yeah. The Adirondack chairs for the parents. Just uh-huh. chill. Oh, just relaxing. It was and in the, the shade. And the shade was, had hit at uh-huh. that point in the day. It was great. Sipping on your beverage, letting your kid mm-hmm. play. Oh, I mean. Yeah, everyone gets a break. Yeah. It's a good time. So let them play. We also, you know, in souvenir shops took our time. We didn't plan on buying anything, as we said, like ever. So, you know, if that's a risk for you or like the more you play around the souvenir shops, the more you're going to take home with you, then maybe this isn't the best tip. But we let them play with all sorts of toys and, you know... Dress up stuff like putting on yeah, astronauts. I let them put on the Mickey slippers. Mickey, like. Yeah, Mickey slippers and all sorts of toys. And it was just like, eventually he picked one that he was just like, I wanted. Can I, can yeah, I have I this? this? You know. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, is I mean, when we were doing rider swap for flight of passage, there was so much we could have done, just walking around Pandora and stuff. All he wanted to do was play with those. The. Dra- I was going to say dragon. Yeah, yeah. banshee. That like can sit on Which your shoulder. Which is what we and, had done during your time on the. Yeah, and that's uh, all he wanted to do. And we're like, and came back for more. I'm like, that's okay it's with fine. this. And then we went and yeah. watched the drum show of the drummers when they performed, and it was great. You know, but it was just like, I don't let know. them. I would say like, let them dictate a little bit. Like, don't you know, go on to their every whim and every desire and every little thing that they see. But it's like. Let them be in the driver's seat a right. little bit. Or I think, I think that's think what I was trying to say earlier just, with the plan, their freedom of choice. Yeah. Like you have ultimate control, but don't dictate everything. Like give them choices. Know, like I'm super big itinerary planner guy. It's like know where there's times where it's like, I'm not, I'm not driving this. Like maybe Rachel's got her thing she really wants to do. I'm going to go shopping, whatever. Our son has his thing, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think, you know, as we're wrapping up, like, just to reiterate, I think a lot of meltdowns can be um, prevented, and you can save yourself from a lot of headaches of just, well, that's what this whole episode is about, is preparing them, but setting expectations in advance to just, you know, no, you can't get every little thing that you see, or mm-hmm. that way, in the moment, you're not saying, no, no, you can't have this, no, 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 you're not just telling them no, but it's like they've heard the no, and then maybe you can bend on that at some point. But, right, you know, they're not freaking out every time they get disappointed or whatever. So just, you know, set them up for success by letting them know what to expect at that age. And evolving them in the planning process yeah. so that they can say, well, that apple fritter milkshake or whatever is the thing I really wanted. And you're like, okay, hey, you can have this whatever PB&J milkshake if you want it right now. This is what you really want but you won't be able to get that thing that you put at the top of your list for later. Yeah. And put that, maybe not the thing at the top of their list, but that's other thing that you really wanted and letting them kind of, you may have the kid that's just impulsive and is like, yep, give me the thing that's right here right now. But not always. Yeah. I know with our kid, a lot of times he was like, no, I want the Mickey push pop. I'm like, okay, well, we'll get that next time we're there. Yep. So yeah, we hope this saves you from, Saves you a few headaches and a few tantrums and can make your trip, you know, really enjoyable and that mm-hmm. your kid will be able to do all the things that like, you know, that they would love, but, you know, giving them a little extra preparation might help them from freezing up in the moment or, yeah, or breaking down. Well, and I, I've heard so many horror stories about kids melting down and, but I don't want to scare anybody here the stories of like delight and joy and all the amazingness that comes from Disney vacations vastly outweigh the horror stories. Yes. So, you know, don't, don't plan on having things go wrong, but, but kind of, but no, but know what, how you're going to react and how your kid's going to react. Yeah. You know, we just, you know, just believe in it, always be prepared. So we hope. Be prepared. Exactly. And Keenan's all about the the prep and planning, and I even am in this area where I've just seen how much it benefited us to uh-huh. include him in the planning, and um, just really helped 
our kid and our vacation. Yeah. So. so shameless plug, if you've never been to Disney before, strongly encourage you to get a travel agent who at the very least, very least can be a sounding board for your questions. They, they will do much, much more planning your fast passes, explaining my Disney experience app and how all that stuff works and help you with reservations and, you know, set you up for success in spades. Highly recommended. Of course, I'm biased. I am a travel agent. So if you'd like me to help plan your Disney vacation, you can contact me. My agent page is facebook.com forward slash travel with Keenan, but you can reach out to me any way, shape or form. And I would love to help you plan that trip, but I'm dead serious. Whether it's me or someone else, if you're like feeling overwhelmed, like, I don't know, we want this to be just this amazing vacation. We've never been to Disney before bringing our five-year-old and a seven-year-old get a, get a Disney travel agent. It's the, the price of a Disney travel agent is already part of your vacation package. It's not extra, anything like that. Disney's going to charge you for it no matter what. So you might as well link up with a travel agent who's going to do it for you for free. And then Disney takes care of them so they can take care of you. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So definitely contact Keenan if that's something you're interested in. And if you just want to interact with us about show stuff, Disney in general, you can find us on Instagram at um, part of our world podcast. On Twitter, P-O-O-W podcast. And we do have a Facebook group facebook.com forward slash part of our world podcast we're trying to turn it into like a, a growing community but neither of us are are huge facebook people so the more of you we can get in there starting conversations asking questions interacting the more of a vibrant place that will be and i would love to see it be there because if people are active in there i'm going to be responsive and i love i will talk disney all the time mm-hmm. i mean that's why i am a travel agent that's why we started this that's podcast, have a podcast. <laughs> yeah so, yeah. And if we missed any tips, like, hey, there's something, shoot us somewhere. Shoot us a line. <laughs> shoot us something. Maybe like my leg. I don't know. <laughs> no, just let us know. And uh, we will bring it up on a future episode that you had a really good tip or we'll tweet it out or something along those lines. So, yeah, I think that's all we have for our preparing a preschooler for the parks. We hope that you found some of these tips to be helpful or that you find them to be helpful. Yeah. And even if it's like a year from now and you listen to this episode and you took your kid and you're like, hey, this totally worked. We want to hear about it. Love mm-hmm. to hear from you. Or if it didn't work. Yes, that too. But that wouldn't <laughs> but be the hopefully case. that's not the case. It wouldn't be the case. I, st- I stand by this. Yeah, I'm pretty confident in these. It worked for us anyway. Yeah. And, and that's you're, all you're we an can expert, say. Rachel. You're a trained professional. 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 Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening and being a part of our world. And we'll catch you next time for the Disney 2020 Oscars. Oh, yeah. That'll be exciting. Hope you tune in. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Are you ready? Up to Neverland. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.